Made in Podcast. Stay tuned in, you don't want to miss it. Conversation that's so authentic. Come join right now. Let's go, let's get it. The Wade in Podcast, based in the UK, and we got it popping. Talking about issues and so many topics. Never hold back, we gotta be honest. Uh, talking out many scenarios and breaking down actions and the consequences. I admit it's getting intense with Wade hosting. You don't really want to miss it. The Wade in Podcast, the Wade in Podcast. Let's go. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome to episode 9, perhaps? Episode 8. Episode 8 of the Waiting Podcast. Joining mm-hmm. me live on the Skype, we have. That marathon man, Abbas. How are we doing, Wade? I'm not too bad. Shukran, alhamdulillah. How about yourself? Yeah, not bad. Where were you last week? Where were you? Our viewers were missing uh, you. Uh, I'm not sure the viewers were missing me, to be honest, but um, I was. Uh, just otherwise engaged with work, so unfortunately I couldn't make it to the recording session. And of course, this session, Mooks may be joining us, he may not be joining us. He's currently away, uh, but he'll provide an update on that in due course. All right, Abbas, I want to start with boxing. Last night was the big Jake Paul versus Tyson Woodley. Tyron. Tyron, sorry, Tyron Woodley. Um, uh, the reason why I want to start with that is, firstly, there's a big uproar about YouTubers taking over boxing. Do you have any particular opinion about YouTubers and boxing and whether or not they should be able to sell out arenas and become primetime boxers at the expense of your average Joes? Uh, to be honest, not really. Like, they've built themselves up a following, don't they? And if people are willing to pay for it, then why not, you know? Um, these guys... Obviously, they're taking a risk stepping through the ropes and they put themselves through training. So like this Jake Paul character, you know, if you saw the fight last night, I don't know if you did or not, but he he looks like he can box. He, he you know, he moves around like a boxer. He, you know, um, yeah, he, he, he demonstrates the basic fundamentals. It's not like he's yeah. uh, putting himself at unnecessary risk going against people that are, you know, levels above him in terms of ability. Um but the argument is there that he's not paid his dues. But he's built himself a platform. So mm-hmm. it's not... A, it, the, the thing is, I, I get the point that you're making about not paying his dues, but you nowadays, there is... Obviously, social media is huge, isn't it? And people are you know, building themselves on TikTok, say. So th- there's apparently a TikTok star wanting to step into the ring now as well. And people you know, be they Instagrammers, YouTubers, TikTokers, whatever, they're building themselves up a following. There's people willing to watch them fight. So why can't they? You, you don't know? feel it makes um, a mockery of the sport? Um, Not really, because at the end of the day, if they, it, it makes a mockery of the sport if they're fighting for titles without paying their dues. And that, I guess, is where paying their dues is more relevant because... You know, you can't put them into the ring against, you know, your your best pound-for-pound fighters without them having actually climbed through the ranks to get to that kind of stage. But if they're fighting... I mean, when... Uh, was it Logan Paul for KSI? Yeah. Two YouTubers did fairly well on pay-per-view by, uh, you know... And I think they sold out the Staples Center in America, mm-hmm. the Manchester Arena here. So... If people are willing to pay for it, then why not? You know, that's that's my view on it. Um, All right. 
All right. Obviously, there are purists that, you know, want to um, preserve boxing, but there will always be room for the purists. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in favour of it. I'm in favour of it. On so the basis, with me. I completely agree with you. I think, I think it's more uh, they are effectively saving boxing. I mean, let's keep it real. Boxing isn't as big as it once was, right? The heydays of your Muhammad Ali are way, way gone. Your big boxers like your Mike Tysons, even Lennox Lewis, you know, those kind of fighters that existed at that time in the the 90s are gone. There's only really one or two weight divisions where there's a substantial following. I couldn't Mm. tell you anything about the featherweights, the lightweights, and all that kind of shit. Mm. And I only know of the welterweights because of your Mayweathers, your Pacquiao, Yamiya Khans, that kind of thing. And you've got your Anthony Joshua and whatnot, the heavyweight level. So they're effectively putting some juice back into the sport, is my take mm. on it. And maybe they could put it around at the other divisions, perhaps. They could put bums back on seats, maybe invigorate an interest for people to take up boxing and maybe even to watch yeah. the purest, maybe to watch the, 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 the purer form of boxing. Uh, at their local arenas but, but but not even that like one of the things that these youtubers are doing so for example the jake paul fight last night that you're yeah. talking about there were professionals on the undercard yeah yeah and and it happens all the time so um on the mayweather put logan paul for, um card i think what was his name there's th- there are like pro boxes on the undercard but sorry i interrupted your point you carry on sorry but just on that it <sighs> Is it not? Is it not taking the piss if you are on the undercard to Logan Paul? I don't think so. You know, because at the end of the day, these guys are. For example, the Paul Mayweather fight. I don't know the numbers, but they sold a hell of a lot of pay per views and people watched it, right? And if you're, it was Badu Jack was on the mm. uh, on the undercard. Um, he, I think. Was super middleweight world champion or light? I can't remember, but he he's a world champion in his where in his yeah. weight class. I don't think if he's currently world. I don't know if he's currently world champion, um, but he is closely linked to Mayweather, hence why he's on the undercard of that fight. And because of the audience of that fight, if people are you know if 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 they just so happen to watch his fight and think, actually, you know, this guy's a decent fighter. I might follow him. What's his name? What's his, you know, Instagram? What's his record like? When's his next fight? You know, and that's how people gain fans. And yeah, I, I, I don't think it's taking, I don't think it's taking the piss at all. I think if if anything, it's, it's more eyeballs on the sport. So for example, last night, Daniel Dubois was on the underground undercard in his first fight in America. Again, but but he's, who's he's bringing the fans? Building his profile. If it's okay. if if who's bringing the fans? If Jake Paul's bringing the fans, it's unlikely. I know I made the early point about invigorating the sport, but it's unlikely that the people in attendance, etc., are there more so for the fight, but more to enjoy whatever Jake Paul's currently doing. Right? Next see, week he might see, be bowling, doing ten pin well, bowling, and is... will they still turn up? Mayweather, will the true Mayweather fight turn up to a Mayweather? Do, do you know what I mean? Like, if, uh, so, if Muhammad Ali fought a YouTube, I'd say, fuck that right off. No, you wouldn't. I would not pay 20 quid to watch it. You'd want him to pan the hell out of that YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> and I won't wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning. Stream. 
you you wouldn't pay twenty quid to watch it anyway because you apparently not got two pennies to rub together. Or and I, and like I did not watch yesterday. I know I'm talking about it. I watched the highlights today. I won't say which stream I utilized. <laughs> Legal, of course, my I had. Um, what I was going to say is that these guys are also it benefits boxing because of two reasons. One, they're giving boxers almost a um, a blueprint on how to market themselves without having to rely wholly on promoters. These guys are doing, you know, self-promotion is what they're doing. So these guys have built up their followings on Instagram or whatever social media platforms, YouTube, whatever, whatever. There are some boxers coming through now that are also doing the same thing. I think one of the most high-profile guys is Ryan Garcia. He is signed to Golden Boy, so mm-hmm. that's Oscar De La Hoya's yeah, um, yeah. boxing promotion. Stable, but yeah. he is big on, yeah, he's big on Instagram. Um, posts like loads of reels and loads of, you know, this, that, and the third. Knockout artist as well, so like knocking people out in his weight class. I think he recently fought um, a British Olympian and knocked him out. Uh, the guy from um, Hull, Luke, whatever his name is. The only other example I can think of where uh, YouTube is to one side because they're effectively, thus far, they're to, they've, they've built up the following. They've done all kind of wacky shit over the years yeah. to build the yeah, following. Yeah. And now they're going on to fight bums for money. Right? Yeah. But like, do you remember uh, Broner? Yeah. AB. And he yeah, was yeah. big and he was doing all his, you know, his content and all the rest of it and whatever other bullshit he was putting out. I think he was even putting out video. Maybe even done some rap videos or some shit, right? I know I've watched mm. some of his content and he was just getting sparked out. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, like the, the, this, how do you back it up effectively? The, the reason why these other guys are world champions because they're boxing 24-7. But, before, but I just want to interrupt all of that. Now, Tyron Woodley... Uh, bro, bro. Yeah, Broner, Broner had a lot of hype and Broner was actually doing really well until the hype started getting to his head. Um, so he was like seen as the, the prodigy to Mayweather, the next he Mayweather. Was, yeah, yeah. Um, but sorry, I need, to, I need to go back and finish my second point. So the first point I made was that the giving boxes the blueprint for how to build yourself. Yeah. Uh, was your point in relation to that or were you going to go off on a tangent no, about continue. Tyrant? Yeah, I'm going to talk about Tyrant, so yeah. Okay, so the second point that I was going to make is that it's forcing promoters to not let the sport stagnate because it was stagnant, like you're saying. People are losing interest. And the reason it was is because, you know, they're not making the marquee matches. They're kind of pitting their guys against the easier opponents. So, for example, um, you know, like, before Wilder Fury, like, how long did it take for Golovkin and, and uh, um, Alvarez to, Canelo, to yeah, fight? Canelo Alvarez, it, yeah. it took them ages to, yeah. right? How long did it take for May, Mayweather and Pacquiao, Pacquiao to fight? Yeah. Took them years and years to. These are the marquee matchups. And, like, uh, uh, another one is um, now it's Terence Crawford against, uh, what's his name? The guy that beat Kel Brook in Sheffield, Errol Spence. Again, really marquee matchup, but the promoters, so because one guy signed to one promoter and the other guy signed to another promoter and they've got different networks, similar situation to Mayweather Pacquiao, the fight doesn't get made. And for the, 
these guys, so these YouTubers are effectively making, I think it, this point should be registering with all of the promoters that there is an audience out there that wants to watch boxing. Yeah. And clearly, if they put on the right fights and the right cards, people will watch. Okay. It's just, it's all a bit boring. Yeah, I, I want to come back to that point in a sec. But I just want to finish the point about Ty Tyron Woodley now. So yeah. I'm going to come back to that one in just one second. Tyron Woodley is a UFC champion. Former. Right? Yes. Former UFC, but not, not that long ago. I think it was only a few years ago, was it, that he, he, he lost his ago. title? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think yeah. 2019 or something, they were saying that yeah. he, he lost his, his title. Yeah. He's not been the same since, but carry on. But is there an argument now to be made that UFC and all the rest of it is just fucking hype? No. A UFC champion no. champion got battered by a fucking no. YouTuber. I no. can guarantee you this. No. Joshua, uh, not, not Joshua because he's still in his prime. Lennox was Lewis, who's about 50, would still not get outboxed by a YouTuber. T Tyron Woodley was past it. Past and it Tyron two Woodley, years. And, and Tyron Woodley was also... Yeah, but since he lost his title... You need to look at his UFC record. I don't. Even, I don't think he's won a fight since then. Yeah. And he's he's fought about four fights. But these are against like hungry professionals, not against a fucking yeah. YouTuber. Do you know what I mean? That just started boxing six months yeah, ago. Yeah, but the thing is, the, the thing is, you got to remember that MMA. You have to be a, a jack of all trades. You you're not a specialist boxer in an MMA fight. So this guy spent his career honing some of his boxing skills clearly yeah. but you know relying on other skills as well and then he's come in to fight a youtuber yeah okay he is a, a youtuber he's the second he's mma guy don't forget because the previous one was that ben askrew askrew ask you askren askren sorry ben yeah. askren ben askren was known for being a wrestler yeah but he's still from the ufc he was that's a striker. my point that's my point that's it <laughs> he had he, ben askren had two ufc fights i think or was it three three UFC fights. In the first one, he very nearly got knocked out and then got a very lucky submission mm -hmm. win. His second one, he got knocked out in six seconds. Yeah. And in his third one, I think he got submitted by Damian Meyer. So Ben Askren isn't somebody that they should be, you know, putting <laughs> forward as this pro fighter. <laughs> this UFC he is machine. a pro fighter. I'm just stating facts, that's all. He was, un he was undefeated until he got to the UFC. Yeah. And he was basically because he was wrestling the, you know, he was wrestling the he heads off people. Like, he was taking them down, ground and pound, submit, or whatever it was. But he was just taking them into deep water and, and, and killing them off. But... Clearly, he's not a striker. Everyone in MMA knows that Ben Askren isn't a striker. So Ben Askren, uh, take on, him out. On of that the, point, if they're not the strikers, box. why are they fucking about with the sport then? Conor McGregor, not well, he didn't get knocked out, but he got back. It's payday, isn't it? It is the payday, but, payday. but do you feel that they they are you disrespecting the sport? Is MMA no. disrespecting our beloved boxing? No. no, because UFC model is completely different to the MM uh, boxing model, even. And the UFC model means that the fighters don't get paid as well as boxing mod in the boxing model. In that, the it's all kind of determined by Dana White and the UFC centrally. So because there aren't really rival promotions and promoters, I mean, you got Bellator, but and this is like really minor MMA leagues. Yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah. UFC is the main. You know, everyone knows. Yeah. 
it, to the point that it's like people refer to MMA as you oh do you do UFC yeah. or whatever yeah like it's like it's like pro wrestling like everyone calls it WWF or WWE or whatever it is yeah. because it's synonymous with that company so yeah. MMA is synonymous with UFC and they underpay their fighters so these guys are dabbling in boxing because they're getting more money out of it it, it is in short the real reason um you know he he probably made clearly you know half a million dollars if not more than a million dollars for fighting an eight round fight i understand why they do it but my question to you is do you feel that they're disrespecting the sport they're coming in just for a payday. They're not coming in for the sport. They're not coming in to properly contend. They know they're going to get knocked out or are. lose. Conor McGregor um, thought he was going to be Mayweather. Uh, I mean, he put up a decent fight. But get on it. Mayweather was just toying with him. It's just like he did against Logan Paul. He could have sparked Paul. Or oh, what about that, that that Japanese guy that he fought, that kickboxing hero? I mean, come on. He slapped him around. Yeah, exactly. He knocked him out quite quickly, didn't he? Tension, whatever his name was, yeah. I think. Do you know what I mean? And even then, he just carried him for as long as he could. Yeah. No, I think he sparked him out in the first or second round, and the kids start crying. <laughs> Oi, none of that toxic masculinity. <laughs> it's okay to cry. <laughs> 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 um, but no I, d I don't think they're disrespecting the sport if they more power to them man somebody pay me two million quid to get panned i'll i'll do it as well. all right well i'll put it another way i'll put it another way to you then that's a fair point that you've made so i'll put it another way then you have been boxing all your life you're out there you're running the streets you run through the market somebody throws you an apple Every so often you run up some steps, you're hitting some cow carcasses in the all fucking right, all right, in the freezer, right? <laughs> you're doing all this and that kind of shit. I'm a base in Philadelphia. As you well. are waiting. You are waiting for your opportunity. And every time the champion is fighting a fucking YouTuber, uh, uh, an MMA guy, some other shit from somewhere no, else, a fucking uh, he's now he's fighting Wiggins, Bradley about? Wiggins next time. Do you what, know what I mean? Which champion are you talking about though? What do you which champion? You you said, oh, I'm I'm slaving away. No, no, like th th this is what I'm saying. Like like, yeah, like a Mayweather, whoever this, the current champion is, let's say he, he just keeps going Mayweather's for the money. I, I understand that, but this is the, the let's say it goes and continues in this okay, direction. So, so, so now we're talking about a theoretical scenario. Hypothetically, okay. if Joshua yeah. wasn't to give you a fight because he's got multiple paydays against he's got two Jake Jordy. Paul, two, two Jordy's about to fight him. Do you know what I mean? He's got all that shit to deal with. You never get your chance. Okay. Is that right? Is that fair? Therefore, you're now killing the sport, effectively. You are, but you're talking about a possibility that isn't reality, aren't you? Because that is killing you, you say the money's in boxing, but it's only in particular places. Yeah. It's not at all levels. And it's, there's a lot of champions who don't get paid the million dollars. Yeah, but that's only because... It's all about viewership and sponsorship, right? Yeah. So that's why, like, you've got your British boxers who are keen to break into the American market because the American market is, it dwarfs the British market, right? Yeah. So it's all about numbers, isn't it? So if you put uh, bums on seats, if you're able to put bums on seats and you're able to get the necessary sponsorship, then you yeah. should be paid accordingly. And if not, you should expect effectively a lesser pay. Basically, yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Right. So... Moving on, moving on. 
we have the news, the big, big, big news that Cristiano Ronaldo, the legend that is, the absolute beaut that is that Sir Alex Ferguson created. He crafted him. He made him into the champion that he is. Is now returning back to the, the legendary club that is Manchester United. Upon hearing that news, like they ask you, where were you when Michael Jackson died and all the rest of it? Where oh, were yeah. you when you announced, when it was announced that uh, Ronaldo was coming back to Manchester? Um, I, I think I was exactly where I am now in my room. <laughs> Working from home, you know, this is, the, the viewers can't see it, but um, I'm sat at my desk that I work at. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was here. But how and, did you uh, feel? Was, you must have been buzzing. I was buzzing. I was shaking. I was a bit, I was a bit underwhelmed, to be honest. <laughs> Fucking what? <laughs> yeah, because I don't think this transforms Man United as much as Man United fans think it's going to I, I know that a certain someone thinks that you know you should outscore your opponent but Manu Man uh, have a very weak spine and they've bought Varane and that goes somewhat you know to, to addressing that but did it? it didn't I think go up they... against Wolves mm. if you don't mind me saying I mean United it, were getting boxed all over against Wolves. Yeah, yeah, but you got to remember, Varane and Maguire haven't played that often, have they? They're going to have to work on their chemistry, aren't they? Was it Wan-Bissaka that saved the goal off the line, was it? It was Wan-Bissaka, And yeah. what we need now is somebody as amazing we're as... A, we're going off on a tangent here. Though. We are, we are going off a tangent. But, go on, what so, so, no, but, 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 but whilst you bring it up... Yeah, go on. How many chances were missed at, by Man United at the Wolves game? How many? How many? How many guilted chances that Ronaldo would have buried? Well, there was only the, the, there was only the Mason Wood opportunity, really. The, the one that he scored? No, the one where he just missed it, just missed the post. Okay, so that Ronaldo, but Ronaldo would have buried it, guaranteed, yeah. and he would have created okay. opportunities by himself, passing the ball. That's all you gotta do. Yeah, just watch, just watch. Is that, is, is that what Juve have been doing for the last three or four years? Juve is shit. Juve are nothing yeah. compared to Manchester United. When was the last time they won a proper title that they fucking pay for? When was the last allegedly, time? Allegedly, allegedly. When, when was the last time Man U won a title in the old China? A Europa League title under Jose Mourinho. Have you forgotten already, my old cobbler? Was that four or five years ago, my old China? Shit, is that like it's me? <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell, I'm getting old. Uh, yes, anyway, so he was brought back at a cost of £12.8 million. Pounds. So, wh so where were you? Where were I? I think I was exactly the same, eh? I was just sat down, <laughs> I was watching something on, on TV, I don't know what it was, something on Apple TV. Other uh, TV streaming services are available. And uh, the, that, that Ted, what's it called? Ted Lasso. Yeah. It's pretty decent if you watch it. Uh, and again, I, I was just buzzing. Because for me, obviously, he's a hero, isn't he? He's a hero of the club. It's just the fact that he's coming back. Whether he does something or doesn't, I guess it's kind of like when Henri came back to Arsenal, right? Everybody was buzzing and, you know, I think he gave him about three goals. Didn't really do much all for him. But, but fuck it, he's coming back. I'm still getting his top, regardless. But anyway, he come back at an expense. And there's so, so much money involved in football. We're talking millions and millions of pounds. Regardless of how they recoup through shirt sales or whatever, whatever. 
when you're paying millions of pounds for footballers or millions of pounds to transport them across Europe and, and all kinds of stuff, is that a waste of money? Is it unfair that, that they have extremely high salaries? Is it unfair that the prize funds, we're talking millions and, and not thousands? How do you feel about the amount of money that's involved in sport, which doesn't seem to really trickle down to either grassroots or anywhere else in society? How do you feel? Um, obviously, I, I, I'm probably going to be with you on this one in terms of, I think it's gotten a bit out of control. Uh, and because of it, I think clearly it's, it's to do with the, the, the money that they're able to bring in through sponsorship and all of that. And I know that you told me to stay, steer clear from that. So I'm going to try to avoid talking about that. Um, yeah, I just think it's obscene. I think it's obscene that people, you know, at the top end, in the top echelons of sport, get paid millions upon millions of pounds and you know I, I not wanting to bring this topic back to the pandemic but you know key workers get paid absolute you know ab, an absolute pittance in comparison and without those people you know yeah. society would have absolutely collapsed um so i think that's a very good comparison to make um so yeah i mean th that that's my view on it in terms of it... Where's he gone? Why is he just coming with double guns? <laughs> double to, thumbs up. He wants and he's left. Face. Yeah, go on, sorry, carry on. No, just uh yeah, I mean that's it really that I think it's it I think it's obscene and I think it's out of control and I don't know what, what can be done about it, but ultimately your sponsorship money goes in. It means more money at disposal of the clubs and it means therefore that um you know the clubs can pay whatever they want to attract the best players to keep their position in the top leagues or in the you know at the top of those leagues or whatever um what about the yeah. disparity in money between the the top leagues and the lower leagues well that i mean again the pandemic kind of showed it up didn't it because um the football league needed a bailing out and the premier league kind of refused to do it and then tried to impose wide sweeping changes on the football league didn't it um and w which got a lot of blowback from the fans um yeah i think uh i think it it it's a really difficult one because obviously football's a community-led sport right mm -hmm. um and especially the way it's played in europe it's very very community-based the club's were, used to be kind of, you know, pillars of the community that have now, some of them, out, massively outgrown them and and on um, you know huge international brands, but most of the football league, even even up to, well, I'd say the championship is probably starting to get similar to the Premier League in terms of profile. Obviously, it's nowhere near the same profile as the Premier League, but I mean, some of the clubs because they dip in and out of the Premier League, yeah, they they're huge you know, in terms of uh, the, the money that they have behind them. But there is a huge drop-off from, like, the Championship to League One and then League One onward. Um, let, let, let me look at yeah. another disparity. So I'm just going to... I'm just trying to get the, the figure, and it's effectively... Uh, in FIFA awarded 
24 million pounds to the competing teams in the Women's World Cup. Last year's Men's World Cup, the total prize money awarded, so this is 2018, was awarded 315 million pounds, more than 10 times as much. Is that disparity fair? Um, they're doing the same amount of work. Should they be rewarded the same amount? I think, you know, it, it's to oversimplify it to say that they're doing the same amount of work and should they get paid the same Wimbledon amount. Wimbledon said and, that. Hmm? Wimbledon said that. In fact, they well, do less it, sets and they got the same prize fund. May I just add? No, but what I would say in response to that is... Mm -hmm. The men's World Cup is, you know, a global event. Like all, the world almost stops for it, um, or that's how it feels anyway. Um, and it's not, it's not the same for you know for the women's World Cup, for example. Um, so yeah, I I just think it's a bad it's a bad one it's a bad example to use because the profile of the sports are completely different in that. You know, it's like it's like saying, why isn't we've just been talking about boxing, right? Why isn't the prize money for a Mayweather Pacquiao fight the same as the prize money for, you know, Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley? But they don't have the same governing body though, do they? The, the, the FIFA is one body that's governing both sides. Yeah, and it's the same FIFA, tournament. But, yeah, but but you gotta remember it it is and it's not. It's the same tournament. But there'll be different commercial partnerships applicable to each tournament, and different. Yeah. And, and obviously, you know, why, why don't you pull up the viewership figures? So, how many people viewed the women's World Cup final versus how many people viewed the men's World Cup final? Okay, that'll then, give you an idea. But there was there was the the women's captain, weren't they? The the American woman. I can't remember was her name. The captain or their top scorer. She had like pink hair or something. She was always yeah, talking, had the shades on and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, she yeah. was always there campaigning saying, you know, equal pay, equal pay, etc., etc. Yeah. It got a lot of coverage. It got a lot of coverage. There was a lot of people that supported it and felt that perhaps that that should be the case. Other sports are trying to catch up in that respect. See, I, I, I would say that there is merit to saying that they should be equal pay, but I, I also think that if they if they use an equal formula to calculate the pay then because if for example and let's just oversimplify it if you know the tv revenue and the commercial de deals from the women's world cup generates 100 million but the men's world cup generates 500 million mm -hmm. then the prize money should be a percentage of that that is the same okay but because the men's world cup generates 500 million they get a greater sum because the overall pot is bigger the, the pie is bigger they're just getting the same size pie same size slice but out of a bigger pie does I, that make sense yeah I, I, feel, I feel the same i feel that hang on a minute first things first you've got to look at the vi viability of your sport let's yeah. not start handing out half a million pound salaries if there's yeah. only fucking Bob and his two dogs turning up to watch watch a game, right? <laughs> but on that, on the flip side, whilst I think they shouldn't be banging on about the salary side of it, which should be proportionate according to, you know, however it's been calculated, 
they should utilize funds from the men's game to invest in the women's game and not so much so in salary wise but just providing the necessary infrastructure building the commercial relationships trying to get more viewers trying to get more people into the stadium trying to get more people to watch it on tv we know i know yeah. it did increase i know over recent times I, I think they said the hundred the hundred with the cricket they had the women's game as well and they said it was the most watched cricket game played by women in history ever but equally they gave it the same amount of attention Right, they put yeah, it on the yeah. TV that it live on Sky Sports. The they yeah, were giving yeah, yeah. them the relevant funds, etc., etc. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. maybe it needs that in order to bring them up to to put them on par with our sport. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's a fair point. It's a fair point. But with, but, but that but but then but then maybe that increases the argument for running the to two tournaments at the same time, like they did with the hundred, at the same place at the same time. That then, because people are focused on watching football, you might get more people watching the women's football, because you know football fever takes over, right? Yeah. And be, and you might want to watch a game, and there's no other game on apart from a. That's a good know, point, a actually. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. That's um, a good point. Um. So yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, get them the both same played country. at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, in the same country, same stadium, that kind of thing. When, when did they play theirs then? So did they play the alternative alternate year? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, that, that's fucking ridiculous, isn't it? Like, you'd have Man U playing at, obviously, Old Trafford. Or, sorry, not yeah. Man U, fucking England or whoever. Well, they play at Wembley, bad example. Brazil yeah. will be playing there. And yeah. you could have the Brazilian women's team at New York Stadium. Do you know what I mean? I but, said the same stadiums, not... not... <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, come why on, they're not, they're not going to fill out 78,000. Why are you sending the Brazilian women to Rotherham? They won't want to go there. Because, you know, they, 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 we've got a 12,000 seater capacity and you know, <laughs> it just won't look as empty. <laughs> wow. No, 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 we love the women's sport. I do follow it, I do enjoy their games. You know, don't ask me to quote anything or whatever. <laughs> Don't ask me the results or any players' names or anything. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. So, Mushy, uh, on the topic of sport, I recently saw that India have been... Uh, I think they've had a record performance in the Paralympics um, oh. this uh, this year. Yeah. Um, so they've won several golds and, and a silver, a couple, several silvers or whatever. They've, they've won the most medals that they've ever won at, at Paralympics. And it got me thinking yeah, yeah. about attitudes towards disability in the South Asian community um, and you know my personal experience of it and I don't obviously I don't want to kind of extrapolate my personal experience of it across all of the community but you know the the, the feeling I get is that it is very much seen as like a, a burden mm -hmm. as in for, for those around the person that might be carrying yeah a, a disability and like it just you know, things like the Paralympics, I think, are quite inspiring in that they show that, you know, you might not be able-bodied, yeah. but you can kind of, you know, you could still do things in, you know, and push yourself to your absolute limit, you know, win, you know, physically kind of accomplish things. Yeah. Um, so it really kind of, yeah, it just kind of, it, my thought process 
just disheartened me a little bit in that, you know, like I said, in my in my personal experience of the South Asian community, it's not it's not seen as something that, you know, people disabled people aren't pushed forwards. They're almost seen as like like I said, a burden. And you know, whenever I've been to Pakistan, for example, you see people on the roads like, you know, begging and stuff like that, usually with some form of disability. Um so yeah, that that was my yeah. two two pence worth. I don't know. I it's don't know su- if you got any views. Well, that. it's surprising that that you say that, and it's surprising that they're performing so well at the Paralympics, because it was only a couple of weeks ago when we were discussing the the Dalit community, and yeah. we were talking about how if you're disabled or whatever, whatever, you know, you, you yeah. get cast into an untouchable, effectively. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and I know that that term is you know perhaps not as widely used anymore, but nevertheless it still exists. And the fact that I, I wonder who these people are. I wonder if they're from a well-off, educated, you know, that kind of background, and they're Probably. being appropriately pushed, or is it the yeah. states going out and finding these people and giving them something to to work towards? That I'd find that to be quite interesting. Do Do we know anything about the athletes? Do we know what their backgrounds uh, are? No, I don't, to be honest. But the the thing is, I I don't know anything about the way in which. India's kind of Olympic Commission will fund these things. Um, I would have thought that most of them are probably self-funded or, or are you know exceptional and then get sponsorship yeah. from. I would expect, or, yeah. Um, so yeah, and and um, it reminds me of this story where I saw uh, it was on Instagram. There, there, there was a woman, so she's done a TED talk about it, that, and that's what I was watching. Surprisingly, I watch TED talks. What? Hey, yeah. And uh, she's in a wheelchair and she's talking about how she was married. She's Pakistani, I, I believe. Her husband, I also believe, was Pakistani. And uh, she, she got into a car accident. The car accident left her disabled, left her unable to have children, etc. And he ended up leaving her. And right. And all through her rehabilitation with a, a personal trainer, them two fell in love and them two got married, etc. Right. And I just wonder that... Do, how much of it is culturally embedded and how much of it is innately embedded where you feel stuck or trapped? Do you know what I mean? You know, not as the disabled person, but as the partner of a disabled person. I mean, we're talking about people that are in love that then split because now circumstances have changed. Yeah. Right? Uh, do, do, do you think that? Do you think it's more innate? Are we programmed to expect a norm and when things don't become or things aren't normal we don't know what to do or we're scared of the situation and then you feel Um, trapped yeah i think i think that could be part of it i've never really looked at it like that um but yeah I, i guess it's all well and good me kind of preaching what i'm saying right now but you know how would i feel if I was in a situation where one of my close relatives had a disability or one of my loved ones or whatever. I don't know. So that is a really interesting point. In Have you ever of... met somebody that's got a severe disability? Uh, yeah, one of my cousins. Um, yeah. And how do you communicate? It's very difficult to. But do you try? Yeah. I'm, I'm terrible, absolutely terrible at this kind of stuff. Yeah. If it's like... I hate it when people do it to me. But you know when they're like with somebody, like their parent or 
a sibling or something like that. And you end up talking to them about them. Yeah, yeah. Because they're not able to, like, they've got a severe disability. Last they can't communicate. They can't talk yeah, yeah. directly. So you just end up talking. But they're registering. They might be sound of mind, just completely physically unable. Yeah. And I know it. And yet I still do it. And I don't know why. Yeah. I don't even know what to do about it. And I don't... But and it's I feel... also... It's, it's pro pro probably, an, probably a level of awkwardness there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah, a feeling of like... You know, people kind of expect when you interact with someone an exchange mm -hmm. and and because you're saying things and not really getting much back that probably feels quite awkward for you and instead of going through that awkward experience you just kind of you know go the easy route if i'm yeah, can put it yeah. like that because sometimes um, you feel like as though you sometimes you're talking but the way in which you're talking because you're not getting a response is almost to that like you're talking to a child yeah, and then yeah. you feel hang on a minute everyone's probably thinking here do you know what I mean? You start to feel the walls start to close in. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, everyone's yeah. watching me. What do I do? I've got it completely yeah. wrong. So you just yeah, try yeah. to avoid the situation. I don't know. It's, it's something I know I need to work on myself. But I, I just feel that there's just such a stigma around the whole disability, at least within our community, I yeah. know for definite. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. But what do we do about it? Well, now that you've brought it to our attention, what do we do? Well, I. The thing is, I think, I think there isn't enough kind of empathy and compassion, mm -hmm. um, not not just from people who might have you know disabled people in their family, but just from our community as a whole. And it's you know, it's weird me saying that because those two kind of concepts are supposed to be kind of fundamental in our religion, in terms of you know being compassionate and empathetic towards your you know your brother um or sister um so yeah i i think kind of you know and 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 investing in our people like investing in those people people with disabilities in terms of you know helping them fulfill their potential or whatever they want to do and you know not really kind of seeing it as an inconvenience yeah um because i feel like that's how it's seen and I think it's almost like a hangover from what happened in Pakistan, where our community is from, because a lot of the places, I mean, I, I can talk about the kind of rural experience, like, you know, it's, it's a poor country and, you know, everyone has to be pulling together and being productive. Mm -hmm. And, you know, how can that be for somebody who might not be physically able to do anything? Um, so that's why it's probably seen as a more of a burden as opposed to anything else. Um, there's a case that there's a local guy. I won't say his name, but there's a local guy who has a, a disability where he uses wheelchair, something wrong yeah. with his legs. I don't know what, but he's completely sound of mind, right? He's been to university. I think he's an, an accountant or something like that. And you know, when it comes to the whole finding Rishta business, etc. People would give him the family stick about trying to find him a Rishta. Why? Saying that, you know, oh, poor girl, you know what I mean? She's, you're just, you know, trying to trap her into something. and He's got a disability, blah, blah, blah. There was all this and that kind of nonsense. Anyway, long story short, he ended up marrying a Gori. 
they've they have they've got a family now. He's really happy. He's working. He's earns good money, etc. Yeah, you know, he's doing really well. Everything that you would normally expect, and you just think, why did it take that? Why did our community effectively write him off? I know we're not in the field, so perhaps you might consider that to be unproductive. But over here, you just need to be a sound of mind. You can yeah, do anything. They, they just make assumptions, don't they? They make assumptions that just because that person might have some kind of physical ailment, um, that that is then going to be passed on to, you know, if you have children or whatever. And that's, you know, that's a big thing in the Asian community is like having, you know, a family um, and and not only having a family, but when you have children, getting them married is a big thing for the parents and ensuring that they get married to somebody who could continue the family yeah, is a big yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, so that's why they see it as a, a, an issue and probably, you know, had those comments made towards them. I mean, it didn't mean it's right that they had those comments made towards them, but if anything, it's completely wrong. Um, you know, just because somebody's disabled doesn't mean that they're not, you know, entitled to, you know, have a family life. Um, and as you say, he's not having by all accounts, uh, you know, a really fulfilled family life. So the thing is, is we say these things, we say these things at an academic level. Yeah. But even on a personal level, we wouldn't. Right. If you keep it 100, we wouldn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you, you have got an opportunity, because obviously the whole arranged basis. So this is different to love marriages yeah. and that kind of thing. Yeah. And if there's different rich there, and one, you know, there's whether that be a mental impairment or physical impairment, et cetera, et cetera, or she, you know, she couldn't have children or whatever it might be. Yeah. Would we put ourselves in that position and say, okay, yeah, that's fine. Does it matter? Because yeah. we overlook all disabilities because we're super woke. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And like, even in ourselves, we've got to get past it, right? I don't know. I just think all I want to get to is we talk about the issues, but can we provide a solution that we could go back to our community and say, look, this is what you fuckers need to be doing. Yeah. And I can't even think of one right now off the top of my head, even though academically I know it's completely wrong. Yeah. No, I, I'm the same. I, don't, I, I wouldn't know what to say, but yeah, I think, you, I think you, you've hit the nail on the head in terms of it's all good us kind of sitting here and saying all these big things about, you know, how, you know, we wouldn't mind, but then um, obviously <laughs> not being able to practice what we preach. Um, I think it's, it's something that we need to take a long, hard look at. And it, it's something that the community needs to improve on. It's not the most pressing thing in our community, but I think as things in general improve, with education and yeah. I know that that's you know a key theme that we keep going back to education educating our community in various ways um I think you know part, yeah some of these problems will then eventually disappear um and I hope that this will be one of them um but I guess this is probably more of an evolutionary thing as well though isn't it in that you you know humans in general want to you know one of our key drivers is to have a family mm -hmm. and to have children and all of that and for them to be healthy and for them to continue on the line and that kind of thing um so it'd be interesting to see how other communities kind of 
have similar issues in you know if if they have similar issues i'm gonna do that actually after this uh, i'm gonna reach out on discord and wherever else i'll even gonna drop a comment underneath and see if anybody else wants to uh, add to it uh but don't forget guys like share subscribe let me just get that in there but i just i'm gonna put it out there and see what do the other people do is it just a south asian thing i don't think it is i think this is going to be much more widespread yeah yeah for sure right i've got a question for you first things first just tell me this very shortly have you heard kanye west donder album no and i refuse to listen to it why i think kanye's fallen off big time what i might listen to it a little bit but i just think the last few projects that he's put out i've I've nothing to do with maga nothing to do with his love of donald trump but I think that's the whole thing, though, right? His whole persona's changed massively. You know, the, the Kanye that everyone fell in love with, the college dropout Kanye, the rap rap cool backpacker, and then he just got massive... But can't like, you put your own personal beliefs to one side and respect the talent that is Kanye West, regardless of who he wants to back as It sounds like you've listened to it much and you like it. <laughs> I may have... I don't think... But the thing is, right, there was a track that came out a few years ago about with him and the go... Yeah, do you want to say anything? They say that, they say that you're falling off, and he goes, whoop, whoopy whoop. <laughs> I'm like, whoopy whoop, <laughs> whoopy whoop, motherfuckers. Yeah, I don't think he's put out a good album for about ten years. A lot, a lot of people still like my my dark twisted fantasy. It was a hit for me, man. I think the last that album. That was a very good album. That was for a me, very, it was graduation, very. But maybe that's just yeah. my. Power. What a song. Oh. All of the bands. What a song. Two songs. Let me go through the track list. Reanimate. Monster, or whatever it's called. Nicky made that track, though. Still, it's on his album. Great song. Alright, maybe I take it back. Mike Knock, Twisted Fantasy, then. Right. So you're okay (laughs) now with him. (laughs) What a song. Jesus. Jesus. Terrible. What a song. Jesus, terrible. Will, will you buy his shoes? Um, as long as it doesn't no, say my god. Because I think the 350s <laughs> have been done to death, right? And I think all the other stuff that's pulling out at the moment is very, very funky. I like the original 750s to come out with. It depends. I'm not going to hate on it just because of the shoes. Do you know what I mean? If the shoes are, are nice, I'll, I'll definitely buy them. Yeah. I know you're not behind the MAGA movement. Mushy, oh we're going down a rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're going down. No, but I'm just checking here. I know you're not behind the MAGA movement, but can you appreciate the MAGA movement in order to make America great again? That's my last question before we get onto your topic. I'll only answer that question if you can actually let me know when America was last great. Dior. Oh, yeah. Dior oh, in yeah. the 1700s. Shots fired. Shots fired. <laughs> okay, there for me as a person. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> What, before the independence? Before yeah, when the British were there. Little... When King George was still there. Oi, oi. When it was still Jamestown. <laughs> last oh, thing for you, Mooks. Last thing for you, your Cobbler. Tell us about the signing, Ronaldo, coming back to United. Abbas, he said he's oh. underwhelmed. Massively underwhelmed. Yeah, because he's a Sheffield United fan. <laughs> you've jumped it. I, I want, thought you've I come back now. You, I want Man U. Out of the top teams in England, I want Man U to win things. And... I don't think Ronaldo's the answer. That's the point that I was making. Cast I don't think Ronaldo is. My uh, screen. Can you, still, can you still hear me? Yeah. I, yeah, we can hear you. I'll be back in a sec. Sorry, somebody's just calling me. Um, um, so, 
it was one of those signings where if he went to City, it was game over, right? Yeah. For his legacy, for the Premier League, it was just game over. It just was, you know, it was it, it was unfathomable. When it was it Thursday, and I had loads of people messaging me saying, "He's in talks with City. He's in talks with United. Aren't even in for it, or whatever, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. Um, I think for me, it's ab- it's just huge. Absolutely lifted the fan base, lifted everybody at the club. The fact that they managed to do this deal in less than twenty four hours, huge in my opinion, it shows actually a level of competence from the board that. I've not seen in about. Do you think there's any years. truth to the agent Bruno, agent Ferdinand, agent Patrice Evra? Yeah, of course, of course. I think they've been having the conversation with him throughout the summer because the people have been making the rumor of he doesn't want to be at Juve anymore. Yeah, he wants a new challenge. But that's got to come from somewhere, right? It's got to come out into the atmosphere, into the universe somehow. Yeah, I but if they've been having the conversation with him all summer. Then surely, you know, man, you, then, then, man you, yeah. then the board haven't done that well, have they? Because it's taken them months. <laughs> no, because they've not worked on the deal for that, right? So basically, it got to a situation where apparently it was Ferguson got involved and said, you can't let Man City sign him. And the reason Man City didn't sign him was because Man City didn't want to pay the £12 million for him. Whereas we've just said, sod it, we'll do it. But I think... Hang I on, think hang on, just hang on. Just check on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you suggesting that Ronaldo would have gone to City? No, nah, I think it was a smokescreen. So th- I think it was a way to get to get to get Fergie United involved in to get United in. Yeah, I think it was a way to get United in. Hang on, hang on, hang on. You say two different things. Are you saying that United were aware that City thing was a smokescreen because Ronaldo would have never no, no, gone? No, no, no. So no, no, no. Fergie thought it was real. Fergie thought there was a chance. There's obviously a chance. But Ronaldo thought, no, no, no chance. I would never. Ever. <laughs> it's like us eating pork. Never. never. It's like what? <laughs> like us eating pork. Never. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And Ronaldo wouldn't eat pork either. Just to... <laughs> <laughs> he was. He, he had his crown in one hand yeah. and his Man United contract in the yeah. next. And when he, he goes to Cannes, he gets halal food. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Flown in. <laughs> he, 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 he slaughters him himself. Exactly. Allah. Um, I think I think I think it's a massive signing for us. Honestly, like you know, people saying he's thirty-six, this, that, and the third, right? If you actually see us play, we're a much better team when we have a genuine striker in the box. Like when yeah. Cavani's on the pitch, we're actually decent. When Cavani's not on the pitch, we don't have that genuine number nine. We don't know what we're doing half the time, which is a, which is frustrating. I think him coming in, like I said, lifts the fan base, lifts the entire club. Everyone sees this icon come back in. And it's not like Thierry Henry coming to Arsenal when he's passed it. That's exactly what it's I said like in the earlier the podcast. This is exactly what it's I It's not like that at all. It's not like that at all. Yeah. This guy has kept himself in peak physical shape. He's still shape. the best player in the world right now. Still. According, according, to, according to Wade, he's quicker than Kyle Walker when Kyle Walker was at his peak. Boom. Forget all of that, right? And, oh, and Theo Walker. Chelsea, I was at Chelsea. I was <laughs> Together. <laughs> how, how much did Chelsea pay for Lukaku? That was it, 80 million. Ni- 96 million 96 pounds. Shit. How old is Ronaldo Lukaku? Ronaldo outscored him. Yeah. How old is Lukaku? Ronaldo outscored him. How old is Lukaku? Ronaldo outscored him last year. In how old league, is which Lukaku? Is de- which is known for defensive, like the art of defense. And Ronaldo how, old is, how old are they though? 
doesn't make a difference. I'm not saying. How, how long did Ronaldo have left on his contract? How long did Ronaldo have left on his contract? One year. Exactly. How long did Lukaku have on his contract? Probably two years. Probably three so, years. Whatever, right? So, so clearly Whatever. they weren't as desperate to get money in for him because they thought they would lose him for free next summer. Got twelve million pounds, Abbas. Twelve point eight. All right, sorry, twelve point eight. Pocket change. Yeah, that's that's better than nothing, though, isn't it? They get rid of his contract. I agree. I agree. But you're not talking. Now you've gone into a different conversation, talking about the money aspect of it. I'm talking about him still having it as a player. You're talking about Lukaku, his age, whatever. I'm not talking about. I'm saying. You're you're asking whether or not he's going to still be able to do it because of his age, and I'm saying I'm he not outscored that. Lukaku. Wade asked that maybe, but I didn't ask that. He outscored Lukaku in Serie A in a league which is meant to be best for defenders. Mm-hmm. He's going to come here. He's changed his game. He's adapted his game. He's not going to be playing off the wings or anything. He's going to be playing as the focal point, and he's going to be unlike Cavani. Oh, there goes like, there goes Wade's tactics from last night. What was that? He's going to don't drop me. Wade was like, as long as Man U play Cavani and Ronaldo. No, no, I said they've got to keep Cavani. Right? I'll tell you what, I'm putting it out there right now. United are winning Champions League. Boom, I've said it. (laughs) Fuck that, I've said it. They're winning the Champions League. And and, and that's in addition to his Premier League prediction. So it's the League and Champions League double. double. Of course we're doing the double, without a shadow of a doubt. We might even, well, we're not going to do League Cup because we don't waste time with that shit. Kino records we're going to win the FA Cup because he's come to win trophies. I don't think they're going to win Champions League or Premier Leagues because of him, but he'll win a trophy like the FA Cup. I'm like, FA Ronaldo is settling for the FA Cup. Yeah. No way is Ronaldo settling for the FA Cup. He's come no back way. to cement his legacy. Oh, it was already cemented, come, don't get me wrong, but he's come he's to gonna, double He's going to come back. He's going to come back. He's, I reckon we'll win a, I reckon we'll win one, one of the two now. Yeah. I'm quietly confident. Dan James is gone. Yeah. 28 million euros, so about 24, 25 million pounds. If they actually reinvest, if that's not just to pay for Ronaldo and they actually reinvest that and get someone like a Ruben Nevers or something, we're in the conversation for sure. We're in the conversation for sure. I think Chelsea played really well over the weekend. That's the problem, right? Against in 10 man against Liverpool, they played really well. So they're showing their stripes. Yeah. City have spanking relegation threatened Arsenal. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. they're going to be in the conversation. I think it'll be between, I think it'll be the four that we've discussed at the beginning: Liverpool, or City, and Chelsea. And I suppose it's going to go down to the depth of the squad, isn't it? Really. Um, and but fortunately, the, the, the argument, blessed, the argument that, that was being made earlier team. on is that we don't need Ronaldo. Yeah, we do. We didn't need a striker. We need. Have asked you listen, your cobbler? Right. Yes, I we think, do. Listen, right. We needed a defensive midfielder, in my opinion. Yeah. We needed a defensive midfielder, in my opinion. Um, but not a striker. Never was talking about we need a striker. But I wanted a defensive midfielder. However, it's Cristiano. Do you know what I mean? Would you agree? Cristiano. We don't even need a defence with Cristiano. We will score more goals than they can. Um, no, I wouldn't agree with that. <laughs> I wouldn't agree with that. But no, yeah, I think, I think, I think, I think, I think it's going to do big things for us. You know the the things that people say that we lack because of Oli. Yeah. But we've got the the greatest mind in the game as a player, anyway. The way he adapts his game and stuff coming in, I think he'll lift us up. 
to levels that we needed. I think it's I think it's I think it's a fantastic signing for us. To the point where I was saying this earlier that I wasn't gonna buy any Man United shirts. I just wasn't. I was like, no, I'm not gonna so do you're it. Getting a Ronaldo one. Definitely getting I was a saying Ronaldo the same thing one. the other night. We're definitely getting a Ronaldo <laughs> one without doubt. Definitely getting a red Ronaldo one. Definitely. You know one Ronaldo that I didn't one. get that I regret is Ibrahimovic one. I didn't get it and I regret yeah. it, but I will not miss out on around. I'll check in online actually, they're not even available. Well, they're not even allocated him a number yet. Yeah, he's not signed, that's why. Will he get the number seven? Get number seven number off. They're trying to get it off Cavani, but apparently there's a, a a rule where because Cavani's been registered as number seven at the start of the season, you can't unregister him. So unless we sell him, not happening. So I don't know, but maybe the Premier the goal, maybe the Premier League will make an exception because it's Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> What, for two number sevens? No, no, no. Then Cavani could change his number. Oh, right, 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 right. That would be fucking but brilliant. Isn't, because isn't Cavani, because isn't it's Cavani like... Isn't he big on um, having number seven, though? Or is he not precious about it? He is. But, um, but he's not CR7, he's seven, is he? <laughs> no, he's not. Do you know what I mean? He's not got that brand, EC7. We only exactly. know CR7. We only recognise one EC, number seven. EC7. We only recognise one number seven. The CR7 Mercurial football boots. With that said, what, what number did Michael Owen wear? I just want to make sure. I think it was ten. Oh, it was ten. Was it? Are you sure? Because didn't like Rooney have seven. ten at the time? Yeah, I feel no. like he was seven. I think he was seven, I feel seven, like he was yeah. eight. Hang on, I need to Google it. Because... Oh. Pretty sure he was ten. Uh, number seven. Oh. Ten at Liverpool, eleven at Real Madrid, and seven at Man United. I've got the top up here now, yeah. So greatest number seven since Michael Owen, then boys. Rate me all cobblers. Okay, boys. Right, we'll leave it there. Okay. Take it, sorry right. guys. Don't forget Catch like, share, subscribe. Sure. Do you want to sign out before you go? If you if you wanna if you wanna contribute to any of the topics of conversation, feel free to leave a comment on YouTube and. Wade will be responding to all comments left. If you can provide oh. halal meat and you're in the Cannes area and or any other know. destination where Cannes may or may not be, and sneaks and beats. On Just before you go as well, yeah. uh, I'm going to take my video off because it's got really dark here. Um, yeah, go for it. Just before you go, um, my mate Reese sent me a message on Instagram with that reel of Ross Barkley hitting the post. He goes, is this the video you were talking about? Ah. <laughs> so I'll send it across to you. You can upload that in the comments or something for the yeah, last yeah, video we'll so do, people we'll if they want to see it they can have a look at it and does it show him scoring or actually hitting the post no hit, hit the post the fake one yeah get Reese on we've got one. a couple of questions for him alright cool respect alright take care guys I'll, I'll see you on the next All one see you in a bit Bye. Bye. Bye.